Here they come! Welcome to episode 10 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average or duff. I'm your host Eric Moore and today we're doing the first in a very occasional series of special episodes. As this week Kong Skull Island is out, I thought it would be an idea to have a Kong-sized edition looking at some of the sequences featuring the big fella. And I'm very happy to say that I'm joined by Matt from Neozaz Productions to help me through this mammoth of a task. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hello. Um, it's good to have you here, Matt, for this one. Uh, you were the co-host on our very first episode, and now you're the co-host on our first special edition. Right, yes. Yeah, and you're also the logical choice, this uh, this Kong special that we're doing. I know you're a fan of uh, Kong, um, but I've also learned through uh, various Neozaz podcasts that you're a fan of theme parks. And, and looking into it, it does seem that Kong seems to have a history with theme park rides and stuff. Is that right? Uh, Universal in particular, absolutely. Uh, there's been both Hollywood and universe orlando have had a more than more than one both have had at least two versions of king kong attractions in them of all all of which i've got to experience so it's been i'm sorry not not one in Hollywood. three out of the four i've got to experience and uh it's it's been a staple of those parks even when there wasn't a uh an attraction that was open there was always some kind of Kong presence, as strange as that sounds, a, a, a poster, uh, merchandise. Right. Universal Studios has banked a lot on King Kong, and Universal Studios, I think is no secret, is my favorite theme park, uh, both of them combined for sure. And so, so Kong has, as far as theme parks go and Universal Studios, absolutely a huge part of, of that park. Excellent. But it... Does this only go back to 76 uh, and the 76 film or was there something before that? It's all. Yeah, that is the uh, it is. It start the attractions start with the 76 film. There's you'll see clips, of course, like you can imagine uh, whenever there's a, an opportunity to show kind of clips, depending on what ride you're waiting for, what queue line you're in. Uh, and they talk about special effects in classic movies. They will show the original King Kong along with the 76 and now with the Peter Jackson and, and now I'm sure with Skull Island. So they've they've acknowledged it. It's been there in clips, but there's not been an attraction based on the, the original. And nope. I'm not sure how that would actually work if they tried to do one. Although I would like to see it, honestly. It would be good, but I, th- I think it would appeal to only, you know, people of a certain it's age. I, I, I don't know what your average seven-year-old who, you know... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Um, would make of that. Uh, okay, okay. Um, right, th- this special episode, it, it's all a bit different this time. What we're going to do, we're, we're going to take each film one by one. Uh, we'll discuss it, uh, rate it, and then we'll move on to the next one, okay? All right. Okay, so we'll we'll start at the very beginning. Um, almost, I could have sung that. We could have done a bit of a 
Sound of Music uh, li- oh, a little geez. bit. Well, there. there's always always <laughs> musicals involved in news as productions one way or another, so it would be a surprise to nobody. Uh, I'm not going there. Singing and dancing, <laughs> that, that are two things I do not do. Uh, okay, <laughs> King Kong then, um, 1933. Usually it's traditional on this podcast to uh, ask the co-host, what's your history with it? But I think King Kong, everybody knows King Kong. Yes, yes. I was thinking about this today. It, it, I guess it's sort of like, you know, Batman and I guess Star Wars now. Everybody around the world, if you, if, if you showed somebody a picture of one of those three things, Darth Vader, Batman, King Kong, people would know, wouldn't they? Oh, I, I yeah, I don't think that's a uh, any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, so it, it, it's a difficult one to say, Matt, what's your history with King Kong? But Matt, what's your history with King Kong, the original? The original, um, it was, that was actually, it's, uh, it was kind of an annual tradition on, for television, I think not unlike, uh, the early days of BBC television, when you grew up too, we had three main channels that, that were big city channels. And then we had the, the really off local UHF channels that played a lot of, uh, uh, what's a oh uh, public domain movies? Actually, I'm having a deja vu. Didn't we have this conversation we about did. space? <laughs> I did. We did. Okay. Well, well, I won't repeat the entire story. So one of the stations, it was called Channel 48. I'll remember this to the day I die. Channel 48 apparently had like the exclusive rights in the city to air King Kong, and they would air it at eight o'clock. It was over a holiday weekend. Unfortunately, I don't remember what holiday weekend. I want to say Thanksgiving. I'm not sure that's that's right, but every year I can. It's one of those things that I don't remember the first time I watched it because I watched it so many times, and I watched it every year. And we used to watch it as a family. And then by the time I was five or six, my father was tired of watching it six years in a row, so it became my thing. I'd watch it on the the secondary TV, which usually had a coat hanger in it to get reception, not the <laughs> antenna. And then it then I got my own little TV, and I had like a five inch screen, and then I'd watch it in my my room myself. That that it ended up being my annual thing. It's like I could not go through that holiday weekend without watching the original King Kong on Channel Forty Eight up until. When they stopped playing it at night and would move it to the day and then just kind of moved it off the schedule. But I had watched that every year for at least a decade. I would wow. watched this movie on that holiday weekend. I loved it. See, see, I mean, that's where the uh, the seeds were sown there, weren't there? I mean, you know, yeah. if, if you were that, you know, if that was so ingrained as part of your uh, viewing experience, of course, that would uh, register, wouldn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, with me, I'm slightly different i can't remember actually watching it when i was little in the 70s there was this explosion of um not only books on horror and science fiction films but you had um bubblegum cards as well trading oh, cards, yeah. uh, as they're called now and i don't know if you had them in, i guess you must have had them in the states so much of you know what we had here in the uk um you know was generated and came from america but they were I don't know if you remember the, the, these. They were bubblegum cards, and they were stills from Universal films, but they would always have a silly, jokey caption on them. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember no, them? No, we had them. I absolutely remember them, yes. Right. So so I knew of King Kong from stills from that. The, these books, as I say, I don't know why, but, you know, in, in, in the middle 70s, it was after Star Wars came out, you had a massive explosion of books all based on science fiction films. But there was a ton of books out, usually by a guy called Alan Frank or Dennis Gifford over here, to do with horror films. And, and there were always photos of King Kong in that. And, you know, I was fascinated by that. I'm, I'm a big fan of early Hollywood 
films anyway. Um, it goes mm. back to, uh, you know, uh, watching Lauren Hardy shorts and Charlie Chaplin and Harold Lloyd <laughs> when I was very small during the school holidays. And that's always stayed with me. So to actually have a monster film um, uh, made in the early Hollywood, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was definitely um, something I was fascinated by. But I don't remember when I first saw King Kong. I guess it was in the 80s or something like that. Okay, um, right. Uh, the clip I've chosen uh, today for King Kong is uh, King Kong versus the T-Rex. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, there's, uh, as you'll agree, there, there's a ton of effect sequences that I could have chosen. You know, yeah. You know, uh, his yeah. first appearance, you know, the log, the log scene, the end. But I thought it'd be a, a nice idea for each film that we talk about today to actually uh, have them linked uh, thematically. Um, so okay. and, and the one common denominator, as you know, is uh, in these is him battling something. Yes. So <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do um, King Kong versus the T-Rex. Uh, so let's go and have the clip. All right. So the sequence we're talking about, it starts with Faye Ray as Anne up the tree and she's being menaced by the T-Rex. Uh, now, clearly, that is something called rear projection. I take it you know what rear projection is. Oh, yes. Yep. OK. Yep. Uh, shall we explain to the viewers who might not know what rear projection is? Yeah, I guess we could do it briefly just in case or paint the picture for him oh, okay so basically what you've got at the beginning of this sequence uh they've built a tree in the studio for fay ray to sit in behind her is a cinema screen and behind the cinema screen is the film projector projecting the stop mo motion footage of the t-rex and basically um, fay ray is reacting to what she sees on the screen um, and therefore is reacting to it if you like live isn't she right yep yeah, and apparently I looked into it. I, I I was thinking about that, and I thought, well, what is the earliest use of rear projection? Is this the earliest? And it's not, but it's very close. Um, the first was only three years before. It was a film called Just Imagine. Okay. Oh, okay. Which is a film I'd never heard of before. It's a science fiction yeah, me film. Neither. Yeah, from 1930. Never heard of it before. Um, it's actually going to feature in an upcoming episode, uh, which oh. uh, I've already recorded with Tim from neo's oh okay yeah okay. um i won't say too much because i don't want to spoil it but right, um right. <laughs> in, uh, in hang on look at my look at my notes we're episode 10 episode 12 will be guest starring tim um and yeah just imagine is actually going to be um featured in that but apparently oh, okay. yeah that was the first time um rear projection was ever used and it wasn't common even in, at the time of um um uh, King Kong three years later 
later because it was pretty tricky to do. You know, being an ex-projectionist, that you have to have this thing called a throw. It's the distance from the projector to the screen to actually, you know, fill the screen and keep it in focus. Right. So, so yeah, you had to have studio space that was big enough that you could have your live action set up at the front, then the screen, then you had to have this massive space behind it, and then that's where your projector was. So it wasn't used too much at this point. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's also behind the scenes. I don't know why I said that then, but... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, this is a special edition and we won't have a behind sure. the scenes segment. So let's just go for it. Anyway, the other thing that occurred to me in these these opening few seconds of the sequence, her screaming. Um, is this the first ever sound uh, instance of a woman in peril? I haven't looked into that, but I was trying to think this is early days of, you know, Hollywood. And I'm just trying to think, was that a staple or were they set in a precedent then? Because, you know, Fay Ray became very famous for her scream, didn't she? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't know if this is the very first instance. I don't know. I mean, maybe if uh, any viewer does know, uh, maybe they can let us know on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, I never actually thought of that, I guess, because it had been so established by the time in pop culture and movies uh, by the time I'd actually seen this movie, it's, it's had already existed. I didn't never really considered that how early that movie was. And that could be the first. So that's a, that's an interesting question. I never thought of that. Yeah. And it's something I think that we, we've got to think in, in, in many episodes when you're talking about the early days of, um, cinema, what some, what might be a cliche or rather naff now back then was, you know, it was unconventional maybe, and, mm. and it wasn't really, done so you know right. you have to take that into context yeah yeah anyway kong arrives uh bless him and uh they start squaring up um we've got great cuts uh between the pure stop motion um with a miniature stop motion and up the tree and rear projection up the tree um which i think you know still holds up pretty well mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i agree yeah and the other thing I was thinking about when they first doing this square up, um, the T-Rex noise. Um, do you think that's the sound of a real animal but reversed? Because it doesn't sound natural, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, it's not. That could be. Um, yeah, it, I didn't. I, I never really put my finger on it. Uh, like maybe even some kind of real early toying with like chronically generated sounds it's very it is unnatural that's that is true yeah it, it it's it does sound backwards which could is be a, yeah. yeah yeah that's a good that's 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 a good guess I that kept, could be yeah i kept listening to it over and over again and it was reminding me of uh the little guy in twin peaks you know the way the voice would go it sort of goes low and then goes high at the end you know, mm, I have that... not seen Twin Peaks, so I don't know the reference. Ah, okay, all right, forget that then. Um, <laughs> anyway, that, that, they square up; it becomes almost a boxing match. Um, yes, yep. which is is kind of funny. Kong is almost throwing punches. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the <laughs> T and the T Rex, you know, Willis O'Brien, he was fantastic. He's he, he's given character to that T-Rex. The T-Rex is swishing his tail backwards and forwards, just like a cat does, you know, when it's annoyed. You know, he, he he's not happy, that T-Rex. No, that's <laughs> that's a true statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a uh, – I never uh, – there's a lot of things 
uh, that are kind of first in watching it to talk about it. Um, apart from them, I guess being natural enemies on the island, I'm not sure, really sure what his beef is with Kong, other than maybe just natural instinct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always, uh, you know, uh, it always makes me smile that they get so interested in this tiny tiny little human whereas yeah. obviously on this island there is much bigger game to be had you know <laughs> but they right, are fascinated yeah. and put a lot of effort into catching these tiny little things you know right anyway um we also see here i mean i i was watching it on on my big tv you know um which you know it it's big but it's not as big as a cinema screen so i don't know sure. a 1930s audience um, I was looking at all the ripples that you see in his fur, you know, which is it was unavoidable. Apparently, they they tried and tried to actually like brush out after they had Willis O'Brien had actually moved the Kong uh, model to actually smooth out the fur because he was aware, you know, that uh, he was creating this ripple effect with his fingers. It, it's still there, but we've touched on this before. Um, when you've got early stop motion like this. You can forgive it because it's the early days of special effects, isn't it? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's it's amazing how much more forgiving I am of movies from the '30s, like the Universal monster movies, and and movies like this, than I am of like movies of the '90s or even 2000s. Because of the uh, <laughs> I don't know why I don't know if it's a bias, but yeah, I mean it's like it's just I guess I take I go into it taking it already accepting the limitations I'm going to see, and it doesn't bother me a bit. No, it doesn't bother me. I mean, you know, even if I wasn't into special effects and just, you know, had no interest or knowledge, I think I still would be more forgiving of that than, say, early CGI, which has dated horribly. I mean, (laughs) I I introduced uh, my son to the Brendan Fraser mummy film the other day. And, oh, my goodness, it is 10th rate computer game effects now it that has not dated well at all yeah that's i haven't Ooh, i haven't i'm not entirely sure i've watched that movie all the way through since its release but i mean i, I i've seen enough clips again universal features that as well they have a mummy ride and even just waiting in the queue line i'm like ooh, that's mm, it. yeah 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 not so hot and we're not going to even go near the scorpion king are we I'm not. That's one. That's one. I don't even know that I've seen that. I'd like to think I have to be a completist, but I don't think I actually have. Eventually, I think we've got to do that to be a completist yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, exactly. Duff is the word Duff is in the opening uh, spiel, you know, and that. Yeah, there's not much. Well, I don't know that there, there are things that are quite as Duff, but but I don't think there's much more Duffer than that in CGI. Maybe the monkeys in Jumanji. Do you remember the monkeys in Jumanji? Uh, I mean, I, jeez, yeah, I guess I do. I mean, I remember them. Again, another one that I've only seen once at release. So, okay, all right. I, I'd imagine, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine they don't. I do. Re- oh, you know, I kind of do remember. Not just you say the monkeys, but the animal sequences. I kind of, I as I'm remembering sitting there, kind of remembering rolling my eyes at first viewing. So that's pretty bad if it doesn't hold up to just you know months of age when they actually created these. See, models, that's not so. a good sign. If if no, it's yeah, not. <laughs> Anyway, um, the two there, they, 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 they start having a wrestling match. Um, great animation there. The tree topples over, uh, including Ant, uh, Anne. Sorry. Um, more punching. Uh, 
Kong gets onto the T-Rex's back. And then we're coming up to the, I, I mean, this bit coming up, the, 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 the jaw-breaking bit, uh, is the bit that I always remember, you, you know, about the T-Rex scene. And what I like about this, Willis O'Brien, he's, he's not just done right. It gets on his back. He opens his jaws, breaks his jaws and kills it. He's thought about that more. He actually does multiple attempts at it. Kong is actually trying to do it and he keeps getting thrown off and he tries to go back. So you're registering that, yeah, he's trying to kill this creature. Um, and when it does, I mean, this is pre-Haze Code. And for a fantasy film, that's a bit graphic, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the that's... sound, when he does it, when when, when he cracks the the two jaws open did it remind you of anything at all oh no apart from having seen that movie so many times and knowing it coming i can't really put my finger on anything yeah it reminded me of the beginning of the first star wars when darth vader kills antilles and you have that what was it because you you mentioned it on oh, star wars in character uh, what was it was it walnuts it, it was or... it was walnuts in a Cloth bag, I believe, is the full description. Yeah, in the, in yeah, that book. It, 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 it's this moist, crunchy noise. It, it, this one sounds almost to me like celery or something. Somebody is crunching celery, you know. Yeah. Okay. But it that is pretty darn gruesome. I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, it is. and a very nice touch. You actually see blood flowing um, out mm -hmm. of its mouth and, and and down his jaw. That's got to have been tricky to do. How how do you animate one frame at a time? Blood flowing <laughs> it must, yeah and, and not have it drip between frames so it must have been like it must uh, i mean obviously it had to be some kind of paint something very vic vicus bit vic vic is that the right word something very thick <laughs> i don't know the right word so I'll that it wouldn't that. drip between shots <laughs> yeah 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 but it was viscous. It, it that's it the word I, I could not go away without getting that word out of my head viscous yeah sid viscous yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> And and what I love about this as well is uh, just after he's killed the T-Rex, he plays with the jaw, doesn't he? Yeah, just to kind of just not going to turn his back on it until he's sure it's over. That yeah. That is a nice touch that is um, I, I probably would overlook if I were doing it. That But that's just yeah, that that's a great touch. I, yeah, that kind of stood out to me more in this viewing uh, than it, than it did when I was six years old, obviously. Yeah, and, and it just gives him more character, doesn't it? Yes, you know? absolutely. Yep. Yes. And I can, I can totally see see why Ray Harryhausen, he was a protege of Willis O'Brien. And, you know, he's, he cites King Kong as the film that just blew him away and, and got mm -hmm. him on his path. And you watch Ray Harryhausen films, and he's always, you know, given his stop-motion character uh, uh, creations great character. And I'm sure it's all from this, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see. In fact, um, I don't know how long it's how long it was until I, I mean, as a as a kid and then a, a young teen, I just I guess once I learned the name Ray, Ray Harryhausen associated with like the the movies that I was watching, Clash of the Titans, and whatnot. I think I don't know when I actually realized Ray. I guess I assumed Ray Harryhausen was did King Kong. Not even taking in consideration the, the years or the, the years difference. I don't know how long it was in my life until I realized it wasn't Ray Harryhausen. So he is absolutely taking from this movie because oh, yeah. I think 
because that's, I always assumed it was his work for the longest time. Yeah, I I, th- I think he was about eight or nine years old when he saw King Kong, and he 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 rushed straight home and he started making the models straight away. Oh wow, you know, wow! Because it had that much of an impact on him. Well, right. I mean, we haven't done Ray Harryhausen yet, but we certainly are going to. So we'll be uh, touching on that in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, that that's basically the sequence done. I I haven't got much um in the way i mean we've been talking behind the scenes all the way through it but i haven't got right. much more except to say that the trees apparently on the stop motion set they they, they were wooden skeletons with uh tissue laid over oh, wow. <laughs> yeah and and cuttings from real plants um to you know busy them up but apparently also i saw somewhere that they were using real plants and a whole day's footage had to be scrapped because it actually bloomed Oh, um, yeah, and Willis O'Brien didn't actually notice it over the course of that, you know, 12 hours that he was animating. Um, it wasn't until he saw the dailies the next day that uh, they, he realized that this plant had <laughs> bloomed, you know. But anyway, so so that's that sequence. Um, so we've got to go into a rating, Matt. Um, All right. And as usual on this show, it's uh, between a one and a ten. So if I can have your thoughts first, please. Uh, this one's it's tough not to be nostalgic about it, but I did try to watch it thinking, OK, what what did I not notice before? And the thing that stood out to me this time more than any other time was like I didn't I guess I'd never I realized the animal, the, the T-Rex and King Kong are flipping each other over their heads. And I'm like, wait a minute. I there's nothing that shows me that, that uh, it's stop motion. I don't see any sign of any armatures holding them in the air. That's new to me. And it's. Gosh, it's 90, 80 some years later, mm. and I'm still learning stuff from this. So n- nostalgia and the fact that I'm able to watch this and pick something new out of it, I can't not give it a 10 out of 10. And I, I will say nostalgia has a lot to do with that, but <laughs> that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it on that rating. Okie doke. Um, right. Um, well, I'm just going to echo you. Um, another <laughs> 10. You know, it, it, it's a groundbreaking um, massively influential um, film and scene, um, groundbreaking, influential, and just responsible for so much. And, and not only Ray Harryhausen, but it influenced so many other, you know, creative people and film styles after this. Many of the, as you know, many of the universal uh, horror films, you know, they were so important and so influential. So um, it's getting a 10 from me as well. All right. So... Yeah, this is like Groundhog Day, you know. I mean, you were <laughs> yeah. you were the first um, co-host, and you gave it a ten, and so did yep. I. Here you are, first uh, co-host on a special, and we both agree again. Yep. <laughs> right. We'll have to see what happens on the next time you uh, co-host. Right. Um, right. Okay. All right. Okay. That's the first film out of the way. Um, we're going to go forward, not even a year uh, later. Uh, Son of Godzilla. Um, Son of Kong. Sorry, son of Godzilla. Son of Kong, sorry, sorry. Son of Godzilla might have been a better pick, but that's okay. That may may come. Um, Same question again at the start, Matt. Um, What do you know of Son of Kong, and when did you first see it? It, Similar story, except it wasn't an event on this particular channel. Maybe it wasn't even this channel, but it was one of the local uh, low-broadcast, low-wattage channels. They would play this... It would be in their rotation. It would come up on the weekend. Uh, I think all those channels had like a Saturday matinee segment, and it would this would be on one of them. I don't know which one. I'm going to guess probably Channel 48. 
So I've caught it. Uh, they, of course, by the time I was old enough to realize that King Kong, the annual event, was a thing for me, uh, the name, the the title of this obviously drew me to it, and I watched it. Um, I'm gonna say probably in the ten year old range, give or take a couple years. I'm not quite sure how old I was that I actively sat and watched the movie. And then it was probably another 10 or 12 years before I sat and actually uh, actively watched the movie again. OK, well, you got much more mileage on me because I've never seen it before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know why I've never seen it. I've, I, I don't think I've ever sorted it out. Again, you know, it was in the books, but he always looked a bit it all a bit cartoony and a bit silly to me in, in the still. So. It's it, it's not one that I've ever sought out, and I actually had to track it down, you know, for this show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll go into the clip, and again, you know, Kong up against a uh, uh, a bad guy. Uh, we're going to have the cave bear sequence for this film, so let's go ahead and have a clip. Well, we won't stop anyway. We're going to use the name Kiko for the son of Kong. Do you know the name Kiko? No. Well, I do now because the clip you sent me to watch, I saw that and I put yeah. two and two together, but I had no idea. Yeah, apparently, now. yeah, apparently it's an abbreviation of King Kong, you know, K-I-K-O. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it says it's an abbreviation of King Kong, but never used in the film. I, But it didn't say whether they actually called him that, you know, um, during the making of the film. Oh, so this could be like a uh, 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 what would be a, a fan community uh, yeah. term? Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you're familiar with that with uh, Star Wars in character oh, yeah. about everything gets a name and a yes, exactly designation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we start the sequence uh, with Carl Denham and Hilda being charged by the bear. Um, yeah, again, more rear projection. Um, yep. It ch it chases them to some ruins. I haven't really mentioned this before, but, you know, King Kong, um, the fact that you've got this mysterious uncharted island that had, you know, these ruined temples and things like that, that's that really struck a chord with me um, hmm. when okay. I was little. And, and, you know, when I started reading the Conan novels by Robert E. Howard to find out all these civilizations that had crumbled to nothing, you know, and then you've got Journey to the Center of the Earth where you find things and love that. I, 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 I'm. I'm a big fan of these like lost civilization films. And I think that it all started from King Kong. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so it chases them to these ruins and they, they stand up on this like platform with a clearly visible. Did you see it? That there's a clearly visible circle of live action, which has oh, been, yeah. Yeah. Matted yep. onto the stop motion. Yep. Um, quite neat. I, I, I like the way that they've actually thought about, well, if we make a, a circular part of the building, we can put the, <laughs> the yeah. live action straight into that. Yep. Um, so the bear comes up and the, oh, the, ca the cave bear, he's very jerky in his <laughs> movements. 
That is uh, the first thing I noticed. I mean, I'm really forgiving, like we said, but and and when it when my mind is expecting kind of a jerky stop motion animation, and it's I can actually I'm looking at it saying that is really jerky. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not convincing, is it? No, no. <laughs> and there's far too much music. That that the, there's music laid all over this, and it's <laughs> far far too loud as well. And I know I'm getting on a bit, and therefore I grumble. You know that music's too loud. But blimey, that <laughs> that is too loud. It really is. Um, Hilda screams, and uh, along comes Kiko. Um, he, as I say, he looks okay, but he. I don't know whether it's because he's like. Is he meant to be an albino? <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed they went the different color to distinguish the two. I didn't. I didn't think of anything for his like any kind of reasoning for it, other than just a just a uh, artistic uh, choice. But maybe I don't know. But he's not really. Uh, and his face is still kind of the dark gray. I don't know. I that's a that's a question I will never get the answer to. I'll admit. Yeah, and and he does look cartoony. I. I, yeah. I think they, they they were aiming it more to a family audience, you know, right. rather than, uh, you know, uh, a straight out horror film. But, oh, he, yeah, he's a bit. I think this is the reason why when I saw stills, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, that, that <laughs> they fight and I, I can't really decide. Do you think it's a bad model of the bear? Or yeah. bad animation of the bear? Well, it's both. Uh, the, the bear is just like <laughs> it's the bear. There was no it's not any it's there's it's it's uh not teddy bearish but it's a a stuffed animal look to it 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 looks like a toy it does yeah i hadn't thought that it does look like a stuffed toy yeah yeah anyway they that they have a a sort of a wrestling match Uh, um kiko threw it he looks okay but the bear still doesn't yeah no that's what's really strange is that Kiko's movements for the most part are okay. He's got some jerky moments, but it, the bear is like, there's, it seems like there's just huge frames of animation missing. He just jumps from one position to another. It's, I don't know. They're both in the same camera shot. I don't know how that happens. Uh, I, it's weird, isn't it? Um, what gets even weirder is, is just after that, Kiko hits his head and oh. he, cro- he crosses his eyes and you get comedy music. Yeah, the only thing that was missing was animated bird circling his head, like in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I will read you on my show notes exactly what I've put. You ready? Yep. Just just needs tweeting and little birds or stars flying round and around. Yep. Exactly. That's that's yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a it's a blooming Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they keep fighting, there's lots of uppercuts. Um um he, he he knocks out the bear. He he tries um, communicating to the to the humans. The bear comes back and yeah. he beats him off with a tree stump, yeah. uh, and then gets a splinter. <laughs> I know that's. The, that, I was I would I, I hazard to say that's the worst part because I th- I think I changed my mind every time I viewed this. What's the worst part? But that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's the crossing the eyes and comedy music. Yes, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, up to that point, if you were thinking, well, oh, maybe they've made this for a family audience, it's not as scary or as intense. Hang on, Matt, I've, sure, I've no just problem. got to pause for a second. Hang on. We've mentioned before um, in this sequence that there's been a drop in animation quality, especially with a bear. And uh, I, I was reading up on it, and it could be that it was 
partly it could be that the film was rushed into production because, as I say, this film came out less than a year. No, it was the same year. It was 33, wasn't it? it was oh, the same. was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 33, the same as Kong. So that's got to be a rushed into production thing. Um, Willis O'Brien, apparently, on, on the original King Kong, he was left alone to do what he had to do. But this mm. time, there was a lot of studio interference. Uh, and, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and appara- apparently he resented that, and yeah. he would often not turn up at the studio, um, leaving a guy by the name of Buzz, Buzz Gibson to fill in for him. So that could explain maybe this entire sequence that we've just been talking about, you know? Right, yeah. Having said that, though, I, th- I think the 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 cross in the eye and comedy music we we were saying on the king kong one that you know willis o'brien seems to be gifted with giving his uh creations character that right. is character we might not true. agree with it but that is character isn't it That's so true. yep yeah it may, may i don't know maybe it could be you know he did kiko and this buzz guy did the bear oh that would i could see them being two different people doing this that yeah. is that could be yeah 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 all right okay all right well that's the sequence over so we've got to rate this matt oh boy Uh, (laughs) this is hard because of the um i mean I, i would go as low as i possibly could if i didn't know some of the things we were still had to talk about so i can't really put it below them so i'm gonna say it's it's probably in the middle of what we're talking about but i'm going to bump it up a little bit and say a six out of ten for the the uniqueness of the rear screen projection i thought that was pretty neat um there are some good stop motion animation parts so that bumps it up a little bit but all in all it's like it's just it's it actually should be less than middle of the road but again we're talking about some things that this does not deserve to be below so i'm gonna stick with a six out of ten for this episode and for this rating Okay, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. And you said, you know, middle of the road. It is distinctly middle of the road. And if five is average, that's what I'm going to give it. I'll, I'll give it a five. Okay. Okay. So that gives us an average of five and a half for that. Yeah. All right. That's okay. that's about what it deserves. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's fast forward uh, almost 30 years. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 1962, you know. Right. There are some films, you know, that were released in 62 is the year I was born. And there are some films that were released in 62 that I'm rightly proud of, you know, Goldfinger being one of them. Oh, no, sorry, mm-hmm. Dr. No, not Goldfinger. Um, the first James Bond film. But King's Kong versus Godzilla. Hmm. Right. <laughs> OK, uh, let's get into it. Um, how, how, how did you first uh, know about it? And when did you first see it? Oh, I've probably known about it for a long time. I didn't actually first see this until, oh, I don't know the the exact year, but it's within the past 10 years. I was trying to com- catch up on all the Godzilla lore and not just and Gamera and the, the giant monster movies. And that's the first time that's the first time I know that I watched it. There might be a possibility I watched it when I was younger on one of those Saturday matinee things, but I don't remember watching it. I don't remember actively seeking out. So this is relatively in, in, in King Kong history. This is relatively new to me. Okay. Okay. Um, so 
it's the same thing again with me. I, I came across this in those books in the 70s. Oh, okay. um, there's a very uh, famous still of King Kong swinging Godzilla around by the tail, I remember, um, which was in one of these books. And, you know, I, I, I was an avid monster fan and there's Godzilla and there's King Kong. I'd really like to see this. I don't think I saw it until the 80s. For some reason, Channel 4 over here... Um, they had a season of Japanese monster films. So you did have the Godzillas. You had this. Um, you had Destroy All Monsters. You know, um, that's the first time I saw it. Um, yeah. I can't say much more about it. I know. Yeah, uh, I saw I saw it in the 80s. That's, that's my capsule uh, discussion on it. Okay, uh, let's get into the clip. Oh, blimey. Let's get into the clip. <laughs> okay. Here they come. Pictures. Get some pictures. I think I'd better get a light check. Put my money on Kong. It starts... Oh, probably. Um, it starts <laughs> with... Kong approaching Godzilla. Now, I'm, I'm sorry to ask you this, Matt. What do you think of the Kong suit? It is, it is awful. It is just, <laughs> it is dead-eyed. The, the, uh, 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 I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to end. I don't even know where to go. It's just so bad. It's, it's no, no sense of life to this thing. The thing that just irks me to no end are the extensions on the arms i understand what they're trying to do but it's so unnecessary when you're working with giant monsters it's just it's the color is bad the it's bad from beginning to end i mean it's like i don't even know what to compare it to it, it's almost like a, a uh paper mache attempt at a high school play of king kong it's awful it's it, terrible it, it is awful i mean i was I, the first thing i was going to say is what's What's with the arms? Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> the, the, the way he's walking as well. I don't know if the guy can't see out the suit and he's trying not to stand on the bonsai trees or it's, what. But It's almost like the head is built on top of his head and he's having a really tough time balancing it and not falling, having it fall over. It's like he's it's like you're balancing a glass of water on your head and trying to walk. It's just it's so yeah. awkward. I thought he looked like a like a punch drunk boxer who's just about yeah. to keel over he's just got oh man oh man oh man oh man uh, i mean we, we then cut to godzilla and he looks okay because you know we've come to expect godzilla is a man yes. in a suit yep. and that is your traditional godzilla there you know um ditto the little helicopters flying around him but then as if kong war <laughs> If you've got a problem with a special effect that it, it is a creature walking, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean that 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 that's oh, right. Kong then beats his chest yeah. with these hugely massively overlong arms. I mean, <laughs> whoa! Oh, oh dear. Um, I kind of regret the whole thing about you know including <laughs> duff effects now. Yeah. I, I, I think I might have to have a rethink on this. Um, Godzilla blows up the helicopter that's got too close to him. Fair enough. That's a Godzilla yeah. effect. But then we get Kong's this. Oh, blimey. Kong's reaction, this fluttering of the eyelids. Uh, what the hell is that? Uh, yeah, that's 
And and uh, that leads into possibly my favorite part of this entire clip is that apparently he throws a rock at Godzilla, but we don't actually see him pick it up. The first rock. Yeah. The second yeah. rock we see, but it's like God, Godzilla standing there doing his little dance Jumping and then and a, rock, a rock like rolls, rolls across the screen. I, I, I just, I, I had to rewind that part. Cause I was like, did I miss something? I was like, Nope, this rock just came out of nowhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, God, Godzilla, Godzilla then uses his atomic breath. Yeah. Um, and he kind of like singes Kong and then Kong <laughs> walks away. <laughs> it's just what, what, um, and mercifully, that's the end of the sequence. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't suggest a longer uh. sequence for this bit. That, that's it in its entirety. Um, as bad as all, uh, have you looked into the, the making of this? No, no. You will be. St- I, I was stunned. I'm sure you're going to be stunned. Looking into the making of this, okay. It's incredible to say so, but this film actually has its origins with Willis O'Brien. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, um, I... yeah. In a way, he's responsible for this. <laughs> he had proposed a film called uh, King Kong versus Frankenstein. Oh, OK. OK. Um, where a descendant of the Baron um, has set up a lab in Africa and creates a 50 foot tall man who then somehow encounters Kong. OK. All right. Um, and then that got, you know, uh, that never happened. He, d- he died shortly after that. Um and uh yeah, but they sort of like took that kernel of an idea and 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 teamed up King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, we're all the better for it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, Godzilla's roar in this film—it's actually a mix of two of his original ones from the original oh. Godzilla film, and they've sped it up a bit. Okay. Which is odd because I mean, listening to him in this sequence—that's the Godzilla roar that I. I know. I mean, it's in yes, the opening yeah. music here, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, um, that seems to be the traditional one now. But this is where it originated in this atrocious film. <laughs> yeah. um, and apparently, I mean, this might have saved the well, saved the film slightly, especially if Willis O'Brien hadn't copped it and did it. They were going to use stop motion animation. Oh, um, OK. But the budget apparently took care of that. So. Right. <laughs> but I'm wondering, I mean. Godzilla's never been uh, stop motion animation, has he? No, no. So how how jarring would that have been for that, you know his fans? Yeah, that wouldn't have looked, looked great. It wouldn't. I, I mean, no, no. There's been there's been that horrible cartoon show. Did you have? Did you watch that? Uh, the car, uh, Godzilla cartoon in the seventies. Yeah, I've seen bits of it. I'm not sure if I I've seen the entire run, but I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With Godzuki, wasn't it? His <laughs> little son, oh dear. Yeah. Um, I remember the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently this this stunned me as well. Kong's appearance in this film was deliberate. Um, it was in an effort not to frighten the children. Oh, really? Well, that frightened me. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, I'm, yeah. and I'm a grown that's... adult. I have nightmares over his fl- fluttering eyes now. Yeah, as they say that's a uh, uh, that's an interesting attempt. I'm not sure they achieved what they meant to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the final stunned bit of information i found is uh get this when it was released here in the uk it was an x certificate oh okay so that's uh that's 18 the highest well no x back then it was uh, 16s and over yeah it's the highest okay. rating apart from porn right. oh right that that's was the a, highest yeah, yeah, yeah. rating okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but it's really? a PG. That's, yeah. So so they tried they made these attempts to not frighten children, yet children couldn't go see this movie. For some reason, the censors <laughs> back then in the sixties considered that horrific and, okay. and slapped it with its highest ban well, short it of is, pornography. It is horrific, but not in the sense <laughs> I think that they meant. And it's a PG now. Um so uh yeah, that shows you how times have changed and yeah. standards have changed, <laughs> yep. you know. Yeah. Um, and the final thing is, you know, they keep talking about it, you know, especially with uh, Kong Skull Island um, coming out, that, that there's going to be a remake of yeah. Kong versus Godzilla. I think it's 2020, isn't it? Uh, I didn't see the date. That could be. Yeah, I'm I'm I'll find out soon enough, because when that movie comes out, I will be uh, the rumor is and it doesn't surprise me this day and age. The uh, there's going to be some kind of tease for it in the after credit scene. If there uh, is. Right, right, right. I mean, um I, I'm, I'm deliberately keeping away from, you know, anything to do with Skull Island. I don't want to know much. Um, but the, yeah, in the trailer, me too. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he seems much, much bigger than usual. And apparently I saw written somewhere that that is deliberate. That's uh, in an effort to actually get him to a comparable scale to Godzilla from the Godzilla okay. film of a few years ago, ready for, you know, the re uh, the remake in, you know, a few years time. Right. OK. Yeah, Matt, I'm very sorry about this, but uh, <laughs> can you think and give me a a, a rating? Um, it's, if I this is uh well, this is just god awful. Um, I'm gonna give it a two, and it has, and it's not for King Kong at all. It's for the uh, I think the uh, atomic breath and the build up on Godzilla's fins are as good as they. We're in any Godzilla movie back in the time period. So it gets two for Godzilla's efforts and Kong takes the rest of the 10 away for just existing in this awful <laughs> piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to give it a one. Um, cause it's just, as you say, it's just piss poor on every yeah. level. Uh, but the only redeeming thing is that Godzilla in this is consistent with what we've already seen before. Yeah. And because yep. of that, I, I upped it a point. So I've given it a two as well. <laughs> So there we go, a two out of ten. So far, that's the lowest rating on this <laughs> yeah. show that, that, that there's ever been. But uh, the episode's not over yet, so no. let, let's see. <laughs> right, um, we'll go on to uh, King Kong 1976. Okay. Okay. Yeah, again, um, what's your history with it? Did you actually see it in the cinema? No, I didn't. My parents, I don't know what its rating was, but my parents would not let me see this. I got to look that up and see if it was a rated R or not, but they just would not let me see this in theaters. My first viewing of it was it's the um, TV edit, like a year or two later, maybe like two years later. I've right. since caught up on the actual film itself in its entirety. Uh, years later but uh yeah my first viewing was years after it's it's a uh, cinema release okay um i did see this in the cinema um and i can remember seeing it in the cinema I, and that's solely because i think it's the only time my father ever took me to the cinema okay mm, okay um and yeah he took us to our local flea pit um and <laughs> uh, and I, I i only remember it because he like snored most oh, the way really? through it and you know i was too nervous to actually wake him up you know oh. so that's the, that that's really the only reason that i remember actually seeing it at the cinema i don't remember much about what i thought of watching it but yeah just my dad snoring next to me um but i do remember the film when it came out because 
I mean, everyone cites, you know, Star Wars when it came out, you know, the, the merchandise explosion and, you know, you couldn't move for all the stuff you could get. But I, I can remember, you know, King Kong had quite a bit of merchandise to it. Oh, which yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, I, I'm guessing was a bit unusual for the time. I mean, you I remember, you know, you you, you had like Burger King promotional stuff there were board games there was all sorts of stuff jigsaw puzzles and all yeah yeah there was and and those um those larger action figures you know the 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 planet the apes uh, scale ones that came out um so yeah i I certainly remember it was quite a um yeah quite quite a thing when the film came out and that was strange my parents wouldn't let me see the movie but they encouraged the merchandise they wouldn't necessarily uh, I mean, they, I don't know if they went out of their way to, I don't know if they ever surprised me with any, but when I had a, had, was able to choose something, uh, they had no problems with me picking King Kong stuff. In fact, they had, I, if I didn't have a complete collection, I had a pretty darn close collection of the, uh, trading cards that came out with that. So they had no problems right. with me <laughs> knowing the story, looking at images of it. They never let me see the movie in the theater for some reason or another. And I, I don't know why I think it may have had to do with the, uh, maybe the, um, sexual innuendos or maybe even comments with Jessica Tandy. And I think maybe the scene that we're talking about, maybe they got wind of, maybe they didn't want me to see at that age. I was five. I mean, I have to remember I was, I'm, I didn't realize I was only five at 76. So that, I guess it makes sense why they didn't let me see it. Okay. You do realize you just said Jessica Tandy. Oh, Jessica Lang. Sorry. <laughs> just, <laughs> Jessica that Tandy in that film. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> And also, okay. it'd be interesting to see Jessica Tandy in American Horror Story. Now that I think about it, but yeah, yeah there no, you go. There you yeah, go. that's <laughs> a slight, slight difference between the two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to go into the clip. It's uh, Kong versus the Snake. Uh, so here we go. Okay, so sequence starts with Jessica Lang and uh, Rick Baker in the King Kong suit gazing into each other's eyes. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and with like, is that meant to be romantic music playing? Probably. Yeah, I think it. it yeah, I think it is actually. Hmm. No, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> no. <it's... laughs> no. 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 Um, uh, the, the snake appears. Um, out of the gloom um and i was watching that today what do you reckon i don't think that's stop motion what is that being pulled on wires is it, yeah, is it radio control i think it's a a method of puppetry i mean i don't know to what extent um i mean i know puppets are more than just a a hand working a mouse so i i think i think this is some pro level i don't think heads and studios was involved but i think of that level of movie puppetry is is what is pretty much driving this snake the entire time yeah, and I, I think that's why it looks so gloomy there, because, you yeah. know, they did the same thing on Labyrinth, didn't they, where they yes. had those uh, characters whose heads could come off, and they filmed that all on a black screen yes. with, a, with a puppeteer's yeah. dressed in black. So it could be something like that as well, uh, couldn't it? To hide whatever the, yeah, whatever the method is. Yeah, yeah, and, and then Kong gets wrapped by it. That's not very convincing either. No. <laughs> no. And 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 because the scene is just filmed so dark, you, you don't actually get to see an awful lot at all, do you? Nope. Nope. And uh, and then he breaks its jaw. Yeah. This was a very short sequence, um, which is quite 
graphic. I mean, you know, that looks quite realistic, you know, now in color to see that. But there's no blood. Did you notice? There's no, yeah, there is. There's it's just the uh, meaty. I don't know what you would call that. The the, the meat of the jaw yeah. being torn in half. Yeah, the meat. There you go. Yeah. Um, and that's the sequence over. It's very short. Um um, so behind the scenes wise, there doesn't seem to be anything. I've, I've looked into it. Um, the only thing that I could find out really was that Hammer Films had actually intended to remake King Kong before this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they only managed to uh, do some test footage. I don't know what. It says test footage. It doesn't say of what. I don't know if it's stop motion or what. Um, but that's now thought lost. There's no stills or anything for it. Okay. Um, it would have been very interesting. I mean, they, they they brought Ray Harryhausen on board for one million years BC in the mid 60s. It would be brilliant if off the back of that, they said to him, well, now you've worked with us once. Would you like to do would you like to remake King Kong? Because to, to have seen Ray Harryhausen have a go at it, that would have been something. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, even maybe in a, even 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 in a short just to have his 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 uh, hand in it, his interpretation. I actually would have liked to have seen that. It could be, though, that, you know, they approached him with it and, you know, in deference, you know, to his mentor, you know, Willis O'Brien, it's like, well, I'm not going to remake it because, you know, <laughs> you can't you can't improve on it. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know they use Jim Danforth for um, some of their other, uh, you know, uh, prehistoric romps. Um, maybe they approached him. I don't know. But apparently, yeah, they just did a bit. And that was the end of that. OK. Um Another thing I've noticed, um, looking into it, something I've never occurred. I can't believe this is true. Apparently, Kong's roar here uh, was was reused in Lethal Weapon Three. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, in, in, yeah. In the scene at the start where Riggs blows up the building, uh, when the building falls down, you can hear the Kong roar. I actually I could believe that when you really? mix sound. Yeah, yeah. When you mix sounds like that, uh, these guys like to. Uh, we've learned a lot with talking about Ben's Bert, uh, Ben Burt's hand and weird things and are and digging stuff up between Star Wars and India. I think when these guys have the opportunity to sneak in something from one of their favorite films, they, they do. I think right, I, I, I right. believe that I completely believe that. I don't know that I could identify it, but I believe that. Yeah, you know, I'll have to seek it out and, and, and have a listen and just see what happens. Yeah. OK. All right. Well, that's that over. So, uh, rating for you on this one matt uh this is this is another middle of the road. i i this uh, i know a lot of kong fans don't like this movie i like this movie but i don't like this part i i i mean i understand there had to be something to get uh dawn away, or i'm sorry dwan i always i always think it's a typo when i see her name typed out <laughs> to get dwan away from him but uh, some anything else could have happened this is so it's so short it's so dark it's so not good um i will say that the scale is good i think rick baker in the kong suit is always good in his movie but i'm gonna man i guess i gotta give it it's weird i'm gonna rate it lower than son of kong but i'm gonna give it a a five another middle of the rotor because it's not it just doesn't need to be there and it could have been anything else and been better i think okay okay um yeah i mean the the rick baker suit is really good but then on the other end you've got the very poor snake um yeah. so um i i'm giving it a four okay 
Yeah. So that gives it an average of four and a half. That's okay. the number that was rolling in my head until I realized that was two below Song of Son of Kong, and I was like, <laughs> I just I couldn't bear to do that. All right. Okay. Right. With that out the way, we're on to uh, fast forwarding even further to uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong remake. Um, well, you're an adult by now, so oh, yeah. you saw it in the cinemas, yeah? I did. Absolutely. The day it came out, I had to okay. see this. So, front of the queue, were you keen to see it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I couldn't wait for this. I was. It was King Kong. It was 2005. It was Peter Jackson. I mean, there was. I saw nothing that didn't attract me to this movie. And I dragged, or drug my wife kicking and screaming who couldn't care less about these kind of movies. <laughs> Same thing's going to happen in a week with Skull Island. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Day again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and what do you think of it as a film? It's not bad. Um, there's actually, uh, uh, I I like the, uh, and again, this is I know some people this is their big complaint, but I do like how closely a lot of the things are to the original King Kong, but done with modern technology. Uh, I don't watch it as often as I thought I would. When it came out, I really enjoyed watching it in the theater. When the DVD came out, I grabbed it. I haven't watched it as much as I thought I was going to, and uh, probably a big reason maybe and maybe it is or isn't but we were talking about the whole universal presence of it this is the kong that is now at both universal parks so i guess maybe if i i kind of get my fill going on the ride and i don't have that urge to watch this one as much as the ones that aren't represented on you know almost a weekly basis to me yeah yeah okay um me, um, when this came out, I, I, I was still a projectionist. I was at Canterbury. And, okay. um, yeah, I, I think I watched it on a preview. You, you, you know, projectionist, we used to put it on, you know, in the mornings, you know, mm-hmm. watch it for yourself. I think by then I wasn't that looking forward to it because by that point, you know, we had seen quite a few remakes of films and they inevitably disappoint and they're nowhere near... Uh, you know, match the original. And also I'd become very bored by Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings by then. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I'm afraid in, in this Kong, it was the same sort of thing. I mean, technically they're brilliant, you know, visually, you know, they're stunning, but um, that, that all Peter Jackson films to me, they, they, they just go on too long. And when you've got an effect sequence, they go on too long as well. And I'm, I sit there thinking I should be stunned by this. I should be amazed by this, but I'm getting bored by this now, <laughs> yeah. you know? I can't disagree so, with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- this might be coming up in, in the sequence we're talking about, which is Kong versus the, but they're not T-Rexes. I was going to say T-Rexes. They're, they're something else, aren't they? I can't remember what they called them. Um, I've got a fantastic art book called uh, World of Kong. Uh-huh. Have you got that? No, um, no. The, yeah, yeah, no. Weta, they, they they came up with tons and tons of production designs and and creatures, you know, for Skull Island, and uh, collected it in a hardback book. I do recommend it; it's an excellent book, and it is called something else, but I'll call them T Rexes. Uh, it's a uh, uh, Vasta Vastatosaurus, I think, is what it's right. named. And I, I know that from the ride because this scene is the ride, basically, which we'll get into. Oh, is it right? It. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, that's cool. So we're. We'll go into the sequence, um, um, so let's have the clip.
So the sequence starts with Anne uh, lying down after being chased by the dinosaur that's got another creature in its mouth. Um, and so far, I'm 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 into it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, we pull back to see the side of the T Rex's head at the side of where she is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. I, I I love the fact that you pull back and slowly, bit by bit, you know. At first, it looks like it's a another bit of rock or something, and then you realise that there's a nostril. Yeah, and then you realise right, yep. you, you you see an eye, don't you? Yep. You know. Um, so it's a it's a great shot. He's got great teeth, um, but I don't know. It it just seems that it's a bit silly that it's just waiting there for Anne to react to him. Right. Um, I was thinking, you know, that if you took that this creature, whatever it's called, out and put the Jurassic Park T Rex in, mm-hmm. uh, he he wouldn't be waiting there for a reaction, would he? You no, know? no. <laughs> Um, so anyway, he he lunges, um, um, she falls, catches the tree, and then it 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 stops and stares at her again, and then Kong appears, uh, which is fantastic. I, I I love the way Kong appears. Yep. Yep. And uh, kicks the 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 T Rex in the face. Brilliant moment. That's that is the highlight of the scene for me, and that's uh. It, well, I'll get it. I'll get actually. I'll I'll do all the ride talk at the end. Yeah, I don't want to. Right, if right, I do, if right. I keep stopping and comparing the ride, we're gonna be here for another hour. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah, he gets a kick to the face. Uh, Kong catches her as the T Rex snaps at them, um, and then he fights one handed. Yeah. Okay. Which is uh, great so far. I mean, yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Yep. It's I like the idea of him holding her in various different ways throughout this. But this uh, it this is where um, uh, this is a, the one one of the action sequences, maybe the action sequence that I absolutely agree with you goes way too long. And she should be a bag of skin and shattered bones the way he throws <laughs> her back and forth from hand to hand to foot and whatnot. That that starts getting pretty unrealistic. Less than halfway through this clip, I was going to mention that at the end. She 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 would be just jelly. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> but but up until now, I'm really enjoying it. But then we get the second one. Yeah. And yeah. and again, I've got a problem with Hollywood where if something is successful, you've got to up it and just do more of the same. So you know, Jurassic Park was successful. So what did everybody like in that T-Rex? Okay, yeah. in the second one, we're going to have two T-Rexes, you know. It's it's that mentality that I don't like. And Peter Jackson obviously, obviously is a massive fan of the original King yes. Kong. Yes. Oh yeah. And this yeah. in many ways this is a very loving tribute and remake of it. But why did he have to go right, okay, in the first one he had one, now we're going to have even more, you know? I I'm a bit disappointed in that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, they all square off. He gets his arm bitten and then the third one appears. And that's I think at that point it's, it's like, Oh, come on. That's when it's like, it's, we're already bordering on too long. Now that's just too, that just makes this too long. It is. It, it's just pushing it. It's just pushing it. Um, and it's just very silly that she's still in his hand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> suffering no damage whatsoever. You know, I mean, she would be she hasn't even got a bruise at the end of this. She yeah, hasn't that's got true. a bruise. You're right. So. Yeah. Not even a, a, a brush mark on her face or anything. Yeah. I stub my toe and it's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> anyway, one of them, thankfully, is out of it quite soon, gets crushed by a tree to the head. Yeah, um, that's that. That's good. 
Uh, I, I like that effect. Um, then they slip off to the cliff face and you have the whole uh, vine sequence, you know. Yes. Again, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, no, it's, I don't know, it's just my personal opinion. It, it's just all a bit too much, too too elongated. And, um, yeah, it's just, hmm. What, what what about you, Matt? What's your thoughts on this? It bit? is. It's it's long, but it's like it's 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 what's um uh, the things that I do like about it. I love. That's the weird thing. The uh, Kong's entrance. I love that, and they mm. duplicate that in the ride. You're basically Anne in the ride, but you're on a you're you're on a passenger uh, truck, and the T Rex are stalking you, and he he comes to more or less save you and his entrance is the same way and it's in 3d and it's a motion simulator it's awesome so i i love um the i love it <laughs> from there fast forward to the last t-rex fight because it is an homage to the original one he kills him the same way mm. um and i think my favorite part of this entire sequence is and backing up between his legs for protection i love that moment between both both the kong character and her, her finally mm. realizing what she may mean to him and how she can use that in this particular case to her advantage. But, I mean, it's like, uh, after the vine, pretty much the opening, and you take take the second T-Rex out, cut it there, and cut it to where, after the vines, that's all this needs to be. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I, I mean, I haven't looked into it. Has anybody done this on YouTube? Have they like oh, done, I don't know like, that, fan edit? Maybe, yeah, that that uh, wouldn't surprise me to find out that they have. I, I have not yeah. looked either. Yeah, yeah. So, so on on the Kong ride, how do, how does it end? It ends with him, um, like, well, it's it's he kills the T Rex. I'm actually, you know, it's it's really funny. I'm going to go see this in about five hours. A friend's coming over. He hasn't <laughs> seen the ride yet. We're going to go specifically see the ride because we're preparing for Skull Island. Um, he, he, it's, it go it actually is, it's most of this. In fact, it's probably about as long as this, but you just don't notice it cause it's a ride. You are, your, your, your driver tries to outrun the T-Rexes. They kind of block the truck. Kong comes out. Kong actually jumps back and forth, left to right of the truck and on top of the truck. That's one of the best parts. Uh, the T, the fight actually pushes you over the cliff. We hit, you have a vine scene much like this as well. The end is kind of Kong rescuing you and gently putting you on the ground then he takes off and then you go the ride continues and yet they have they have this unbelievable animatronic full-scale peter jackson kong in in the flesh it's not a 3d it's not a screen it's an actual physical kong as the finale of the ride him oh, really him just kind of watching you go away and then then he uh that that's it you kind of get the idea you probably shouldn't come back this is your this is your one freebie from kong so, so is it a static model or is there sound effects to it? Does oh, it no. move it's, at it's all? Move. It's animatronic. It moves. Oh. There's sound. It's, it's watching. Its eyes will like, it darts back and forth. Like it's checking out each individual person in the, in the ride cart. It's, it's really impressive. Oh, I'll have to put a link up to this if, if, if it's available and, you know, put it oh, on yeah. the Facebook page. Yep, yep. Yeah. And the, uh, when they did the media preview and, uh, and that's when you were allowed filming, there's some really good high quality footage of the, of the end, right? The rest of the ride, I mean, it, the footage is on there, but it's 3d. So it kind of loses its luster. Cause you kind of got that, that double vision thing going on. Yeah, but yeah, then, sure. but this is, like I said, uh, live, it's a, it's a live action animatronic. So that comes out really well in the, in the video. Hmm. Okay. 
All right. Okay. Um, so let's get to a rating for it then, Matt. What do you think? Well, I mean, the problem is it's too long. And the other thing is this is, this is where the ride works against it. The ride was made. It's not even a year old. So it's 2016 uh, a remodeling and reanimated. And now having seen that, so I've seen it, I don't know how many times now, as opposed to this movie, watching this clip again, it's like the CGI actually is not holding up compared to its <laughs> its inspired ride. Mm. So that actually took a lot away from me. So between the CGI not working so much and the um, it being too damn long, uh, I can't get up in those high numbers, but the beginning is awesome. I love, I love the the modern version of the final death of the T Rex. I love the mm-hmm. fact that he does the same thing where he kind of checks the jaw again, makes sure it's dead, and I love the the Anne moment. So I'm not going to go as low as the other ones that I haven't liked, but I am going to go lower than the original and say it's only about a seven at this point to me. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. Um, I, I was looking at it and even though we were saying about, you know, um, uh, CGI dates quite quickly, I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I like the special effects. I'm, I'm enjoying the special effects, but, and you can't fault them at all, but it's just too much. Everything's just too, too much. Like you say, if that had been trimmed, then, you know, it, it would have been brilliant. Um, but what we've got um, it, it's all just a bit silly um and so for that no i'm 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 going to be more generous i'm going to give it an 8 actually okay. um so I that gives you, it a... i bet if you saw the ride it would be a 7 <laughs> <laughs> all right we might have to have a return to kong <laughs> right. at some point okay an update yeah all right okay so that gives it an average of seven and a half. okay now, up until now in this show, we've been um, uh, chronological in our discussion of the films. Uh, we've got one more to go, um, and um, it is a case of saving uh, the worst till last. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty darn sure. I, when I discussed this with you and, and proposed this idea for this special, um, I mentioned this, and uh, you had said that you'd never heard of it. Nope. Um, and... Part of me was quite pleased by that because I, <laughs> I don't want to suffer alone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, right, our, our last film, we're, we're rewinding back to 1976 and we're having Queen Kong, aren't we? Yes. Now, you had never heard of it until exactly a week ago. Right. <laughs> and you had never seen it. Um, but you have at least seen the segment I asked you to watch. Yes. You didn't watch all of it, did no. you? No. Okay. I (laughs) may have to brew an entire batch of high alcohol content beer and watch this, but I don't have that ready to do. Right. (laughs) Okay. Right. We've we've got to get into it. Um, Right. This is... Right, 1976. 1976, everything was being announced. You know, that the uh, Dino De Laurentiis uh, group, they were going to remake King Kong. You had a ton and ton of publicity that was all coming. And uh, we have a very British thing, which is, right, we'll have a cash-in, okay? <laughs> and um, and we'll take the piss as well. Um, great tradition of taking the mickey out of things in British film, Um, um you know the 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 most famous being the carry-on films um so this is basically 
some people trying to do a carry on Kong, you know, mm-hmm. but we're nowhere in the league of a carry on, no matter <laughs> how much it wants to be. You haven't got any of the talent involved in a carry on film in this. This was a, 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 a quickie Mickey take of King Kong that was tried to be rushed out to be in the cinemas at the same time as uh, the D- Dino De Laurentiis version. They heard about it, slapped a ban on it, and it was banned from release, except for Japan and I think a couple of other places <laughs> in the Far East. That was it. Um, and thank God for that. That's <laughs> all I could say. Um, I knew of this, again, through those books in the 70s. Um, <laughs> I don't know... <laughs> I'm I'm losing all enthusiasm. Yeah, I talk. know. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's just get into the clip, shall okay. we? My God, a Trinosaurocticus, like I used to read about in the history books. It's as if in this jungle, the time has stood still. It's all teeth. It's just like Jimmy Carter. No, I don't know what to say. (laughs) You had these things called the confessions of films. Okay. So you had confessions of a plumber's mate and things like this. And it always starred this guy, Robin Asquith. (laughs) Okay. He was in all of these. He was like the, uh, the heartthrob of these smart films. Okay. If you can believe that. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. I've I've seen his backside more times than I care to. <laughs> so Robin Asquith was w- w- was famous at that time for being in these these silly smutty films, okay? And they roped him in. Um, they roped in a couple of other people that had been in the carry-ons, but yeah, um, yeah, right, okay. The sequence. <laughs> Hang on. I've got all I've got is oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> The dinosaur. Let, let, let's start with the dinosaur. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's a man in a suit. Yeah. The suit is so bad you can see the wire frame. The wire frame. It's it's. There's a place here, um, between Orlando and Tampa called Dinosaur World, and it's just it's a forest land. It's it's on the basically the edge of the wetlands. Uh, it's not not wetlands, but it's before. So it's got nice rich soil. The the it's it's a very rare lush. Uh, tree the high growing trees for that part of florida it's not over industrialized and they put dinosaur statues and it's a it's an educational thing it's for kids this i imagine was like lifted from that place and used in this film and then put back because that that's about the quality of the the statues at dinosaur world that's immediately what this reminded me of it is so poor yep it is so poor <laughs> the suit is poor but it's up there with the uh with the gags yeah that that that's the dinosaur suit it's like you say it's it's just cheap it's like something from a tv show i've mentioned benny hill before this <laughs> is what you'd have in something like benny hill or the goodies where there's some prehistory story taking place you know yep. but, oh dear dear oh dear um queen kong oh any thoughts on that suit i was gonna say it's not not to be outdone by queen kong which has clear seams in its waistline where the legs meet and uh oh god i mean i don't know that's like that is like the cheapest of the cheap costume fur that i would get at the local craft store on the on a 
I don't even know if it's a clearance rack. It just, it's just, ugh. The only thing I'm surprised at with this Queen Kong suit is, you know, given the background of Robin Asquith and everything, I was just saying that uh, her breasts aren't bigger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's the, but that's the only thing that, oh, dear. Um, you know, it's just, it's awful. It's just so, so bad. Um, no, I, I haven't got anything more to say. Have you? <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's just, well, here's the, the thing, though. I mean, it's not supposed to be good. So this is a weird one to to criticize i mean it's obviously bad but i'm sure they weren't making any attempt to make it good well um you've preempted me there oh, okay. i was going to mention <laughs> this for the rating um so sh- let, let, let's get this one out of the way um let's do the rating i'll go first because you've just preempted okay. it um i was going to give it a one because it is practically the worst thing i've ever ever seen but i'm giving it a half a point more because it's supposed to be a comedy mm-hmm. and therefore you're not supposed to take it seriously. So I'm giving it a one and a half. Okay. <laughs> okay. What about you? Yeah. It's a one seems like it's not appropriate because it's not supposed to be good, but it's like, it's, you can't give it a five. It's not, I mean, it's like the, <laughs> the, the stuff we gave a five were, was attempting to be good. So do not give it a one because obviously that's not supposed to be, be good. I I can only go as far as a two because it's just so awful. So I, I have to go with a two. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think you've been very generous. I there. know. I guess that... it's just it just seems weird to give it a one because it's like it's like it's, it's like acknowledging it's it's bad and it's supposed to be bad. It's like I don't know what the yeah. It's just it's a weird one to rate. This one's really hard to rate. Yeah. I mean, you say it's supposed to be bad. I mean, something I didn't mention as well, looking into the behind the scenes, um, there isn't any um, apart from, you know, uh, it being banned. The only other thing is pretty much everybody involved in it has uh, totally and utterly uh, denounced it. (laughs) Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they they, want to forget about it. They won't talk about it. And I'm not surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Awful film. Um, it's going to be interesting going on to see what might actually uh, drop down to a 1.75 right. and be anywhere near that, you know. Right. Oh dear. Okay. Sorry to put you through that, Matt. No, it was. I it was. I've not seen this before, and I can't say it wasn't uh, fun in a way to watch. It's not the same fun as watching some of the ones we liked. It's a different kind of fun. Yeah. It's it's a it's a shake my head. I just can't believe what I'm watching. Fun. Yeah, and it, it was only, I didn't ask you to watch the whole thing. Right, it's only right. a three-minute three, three minute sequence, you know. And, you know, the remit of the show is, you know, class, classic, average, or duff. So thank you for contribute. You gave me the time marker to to watch from, and I, I, I hit it a little too short. I was, I was like, oh, it's close enough. I'm not going to continue to scrub. And I also got the pleasure of seeing the butt pinching rose not, scene the, as not well. the plants yeah so that was that was a bonus See, Matt, i was i was trying to save you from that <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you watch that film in its entirety and then watch a carry-on film it's like watching uh, shakespeare it so is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dear oh dear anyway um we're, we're going to leave it there um so that's the end of the show um yeah Okay. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Matt. Oh, my pleasure. For the most part. Until that last one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't hold a grudge, please. <laughs> no, no. All right. Um, thanks to anybody who uh, may still be listening after that last bit. And uh, see you over on the Facebook page where 
Oh, God, I suppose I've got to put pictures up of this last one, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. I've got to research it and do that. Oh, dear. All right. Thanks, everybody. And see you soon. Bye bye.